I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Katie Binkley. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 Movies. Under 90 Minutes. All right, today on our show, clocking in at 89 minutes, we're talking about 2010's Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, directed by Eli Craig. Uh, I had only, apparently, I when I went in to watch this movie this morning, I thought I had never seen this before. Dan, you reminded me yeah. that I had seen this movie years ago. Yeah, it, made, it must have made a real lasting impression on you. We watched it when it first came out, when we lived together, and I was like, well, here's this horror movie I've been reading about. On like JoeBlow.com or something, Arrow in the Head, yeah. <laughs> their horror site, where they talk about there's this horror movie, it kind of flips the tropes on its head, and it kind of makes you uh, question the antag- the quote-unquote antagonistic uh, dynamic of a horror movie, you right. know? And that's exactly what this movie does. The problem is, spoilers, in my humble opinion, I know there's going to be a lot of Tucker, Tucker and Dale heads out there who are going to come and get me, but this movie should be called Tucker and Dale... Versus an exhausted premise after 50 minutes. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's right. It's a hot take right out of the gate. You know, I respect this movie for existing. I, exec- I respect it for what it is. But the problem is, I looked at that, that goddamn timer, and it was 50 minutes in. I said, I got pretty much exactly all the mileage I can get out of this little piece of fruit. All the juice is right. squeezed. Mm-hmm. And we still got 37 minutes to go. Yeah. Well... I and here's the, maybe I also approached this the wrong way. I looked at this as a, just a comedy movie over a horror movie. It was just it happened to be a horror com- and that, I think that was wrong because I, I do too. I think no offense, but I think to overlook how it deconstructs some of the, the genre itself of horror it should not be overlooked because it kind of does that. Right. Um, but I just feel like some of the jokes for me were like if I went into this expecting this to be more of a straight horror movie then I would have been like, oh, that was a delightfully funny horror movie. Mm -hmm. But instead I was like, that was a not-so-funny comedy movie. So you don't (laughs) think it it works as just a comedy and maybe you're not sure if it works as just a horror movie? Whew. I think it works better as just a horror movie. No, I don't know. Let's get into it and let's dissect it first. Um so yeah, now how many times had you seen this before? This is my th- either my fourth or third time watching the movie. Okay, and how about you? Probably about the same. Yeah. Fourth or third mm-hmm. time. We watched it just last October. We this did. is now February, and I'll tell you, I can only watch this movie once a year. So like to watch it within the span of you know three or four months, it took a little toll on me. I know like there's people out there who are rabid. They love this movie. Yeah. And it's a part of a big part of it has to do with these two dickheads. They're yeah. out there, man. Like huge, like like legions of Alan Tudyk fans who would... watch Rogue One just for K2SO. <laughs> you know? Well, I would consider myself a Tudyk fan as well. Oh, is but... it Tudyk? Uh, I don't know. I'm probably saying that wrong. Tudyk? Yeah, yeah they okay. call him Two Dicks. Uh, uh-huh. Apparently, he has a big dick. Oh, really? That is a rumor in Hollywood. Didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, and he's just got one. And mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I mean, that's what brought me in is uh, his big dick. His, no, his, yeah, his <laughs> talent watching Tudyk. him on the yeah, on the movie. yeah. No, that was why I was like, okay, I'm gonna like this movie most likely because right. I like pretty much everything that he's in. Mm-hmm. I'm not the mm-hmm. a huge like Two Dick head. Like I don't go out and like I'm. 
right up there with you know the biggest fans of his. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna go stand in line to get his autograph or anything like that, yeah. but. Uh, I genuinely like whatever he usually is in. Mm-hmm. So this movie starts with like this found footage type of like it's a newscaster. Don't need it. Yeah, you don't need <laughs> it at all. And like basically these two people, this reporter and the camera person get killed by Harvey Dent because <laughs> this guy comes out and like half yeah. of his face is all burnt up and like these two people immediately die. Yeah, it's you think it's going to be like a Blair Witchy type deal, but it's not at all. It's, no. it's actually it's very disjointed once you get to the end of the movie you're like, "Oh yeah, I remember how this movie started and has nothing really to do with the rest right. of the movie." Right. Yeah, it's just it's a, it's an unnecessary framing device. Mm. Something that some horror movies like to do is especially when they're establishing like a new baddie is they, they set up this lore, and this Memorial Day Massacre is the big thing mm-hmm. they try to shove down your throat in this movie. Yeah. And I think, is that what this movie's starting with? Is, is No. It's after this movie of the... Is star- this, they Tarantino'd it, where it's starting... At the very end? Uh-huh. Yeah. At the very end of the movie, basically. Because they say they never find his body, and so I think that's him recording himself uh, coming after some victims? It's, it's or, Chad. Or maybe the other way Yeah, around. it's Chad. Yeah, so I, it's it's Chad. like Chad is Harvey Dent in uh-huh. the beginning, That basically. makes sense, yeah, because he gets burned, spoilers. We'll get there. Yeah. It, okay. Now it all makes sense to me, and uh, I think what they're doing. Here's what I think: they probably shot the movie. They said maybe if we want a sequel, we should set up that this guy's still alive. How are we going to insert it? How about we start the movie with a big scare? We'll do some found footage. Start with Chad Two Face uh, attacking yeah. them. I don't. I don't like it. I'm yeah. not into it. Anyway, so then you get these teens driving by, and it's mm-hmm. like. It's a very typical uh, 80s horror movie setup. These mm-hmm. kids are obviously going to some type of camp or something like that. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, uh, they're little punk kids. Mm-hmm. They, they they brought an A-joint with them. Omega <laughs> Beta! Yeah, they're these college kids who brought one joint to smoke yeah. between, yeah. like, eight people. Cliche number one. This is my dad's car. He's going to kill me if anything yeah. happens to it. Yeah, I love that both of the two guys wearing polos have their collars popped basically yeah. the whole time. They're... They're two-dimensional characters, and I think right from the get to the go, this movie is trying to tell us, like, all right, the, he, we're, we're setting you up with some tropes here. And we're I'm gonna, fine with we're it. We're going to knock yeah. them down. Totally fine with it. And then they get this... Uh, it's this, very Cabin in the Woodsy, but Cabin yes, in the Woodsy is more sophisticated and more smart. I agree, smart. yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, the, this this truck drives past them, and these two rednecks basically, like, gawk at the teenagers. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so there's going to be, like, these creepy backwoods people that they have to deal with. Mm-hmm. What's strange, though, is that, like, very shortly after the scene, like, the, the perspective changed. So I think yes. it's going to be from these teenagers' perspectives the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a flip-flop where you get both of them, and it's like, okay... That's, I get it, but... That's really interesting you say that, because if they would have kept the perspective of the teenagers, or it's just a series... Because this movie is just a series of misunderstandings until it becomes, you know, Chad losing his mind. Right. And he takes, a, like, a war against hillbillies. But if they would have kept that perspective from the teenagers and sustained that, I think I probably would have enjoyed it better than switching back over. I think it would have worked as a... Uh, uh, more of a satire yeah. from that perspective, mm-hmm. but instead you get this this flip flopping yeah. perspective. So it's like you see the truth, and then you see how it's misconstrued. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like it's fine, but like, yeah, for me, I was like, oh, okay, so we're changing things up here. We like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's the journey we're gonna go on. Then the only hook this movie really has is how these misunderstanding lead to comedic consequence. You know, it's like if Jason was really a good guy. 
and all of the murders that happened in Friday the 13th were an accident, right. or it was the teens becoming overzealous or too anxious about something and accidentally dying. That's all this, this movie yeah. has going. Well, 100%. here's the thing, Dan. Yeah. Jason is the hero in his own story. That's true. <laughs> so know, He's just a mama's boy who's misunderstood. And he just all. wants to keep his camp just calm and just everyone stay away from here. It's a bad place. I died in this camp. Yeah. It's a cautionary tale, those movies. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so, like, anyway, these teens are driving, and they get gawked at. One of the teens is uh, Sari from 30 yes, Rock, Katrina Bowden. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, you're not a big 30. Is she Allison, the, the main? Yeah, yeah she plays She's Allie. the intern on the show or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, I remember her from the, mm-hmm. vaguely. I've seen a few episodes of 30 Rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, uh, yeah, like, after that, they're, they're, they stop at this... Um, this like, like a gas station, a gas station, mm-hmm. yeah, because they forgot the beer. Forgot oh, the beer. the beer. So, how they, old? Are, like these kids are in college, right? Mm-hmm. I guess they are. They're like twenty-two. Yeah, twenty-two. Okay. Probably just started drinking. But yeah, well, they didn't just start drinking. Oh, they yeah, just yeah, started yeah, buying, <laughs> legally drinking. But um, what I guess what this movie does accomplish is it, it sets up like that sort of uh, they're fish out of water. They're these college kids. They're scared to be in this backwoods community where everything is pretty normal. And I've I've experienced this. Katie is from Missouri mm-hmm. and not like exactly the boonies, but it's kind of rural. And when I go there, you feel like there's a certain dynamic mm-hmm. and they're and it's they're nice people at heart. And I think that's what this movie's really like kind of doing is playing with that sort of perspective of. Mm-hmm. Uh, of what's what's evil, what's truly uh, ominous, and what isn't, or is it just you just being uh, having a little bit of uh, a fish out of water kind of uh, perspective, you right. know? And uh, with the little boy pumping the water, <laughs> like when they pull up to the gas station, that's like a perfect example. That's this oh, like oh. really scary little kid <laughs> girls pumping here, water, <laughs> and it's there's it's, it's, I think they do a pretty good job for the first fifty minutes setting up this sort of contrast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're they're genuinely disturbing <laughs> individuals. They seem like because they're like yeah leering side eyed at this little uh, at the gas station like convenience store in there. Mm-hmm. The one guy is clearly like just staring at uh, Ali. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dale. Dale. Dale, played by Tyler Labine. Tyler. And then Tucker is Alan Tudyk, mm-hmm. and Alan Tudyk's at the counter, and he yeah, he does a good job. Alan Tudyk's just great. He's a good expressive performer, mm-hmm. and when he looks at those kids when they first walk in, you think he's up to yeah, he's, he's gonna he's, rape he's, them, yeah. murder <laughs> disturbing individual. <laughs> Turns out he's just a normal dude, you just know? a completely normal guy. Yeah, because we find that right after this, they're uh, they're they're chatting to Tucker and Dale mm-hmm. outside, and that's where the perspective really changes. He gets to know these guys, and they're just normal dudes. It's, it's, it turns out Dale's just really shy around. Well, that's why he was staring at Allie. That's the main final girl, played by Thirty Rock Girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he just doesn't know how to talk to how to talk to ladies. Yeah. Tucker's a good guy. He tries to give him a pep talk. He says, "You know, you got an inferiority complex. You got to just go up there and you got to talk to him." And so he does. Mm-hmm. He says, "Go up there," and but he, <laughs> but he like, just smile and laugh a lot. That's confidence. <laughs> It's my favorite part of the movie. That to me, yeah, because right away I'm like, I know this is going to be funny when it happens after this. Because, like, I just imagine all the levels of smile and laugh that are about to occur. And I really feel like they could have milked this a little bit more if they would have let Tyler Labine just go for another 30 seconds or so. But it's so quick. He walks up with a scythe. Yeah, he's still holding it. (laughs) Dragging it on the floor, on the ground. as he Dragging it over. You guys going camping? (laughs) (laughs) He laughs like a maniac. It's my favorite part of the movie. 
because the kids are just so freaked out. It's, the movie does a good job with that. That's that misunderstanding mm-hmm. humor. Um, so, but what? But for going before that though, and you, I, it gives Tucker a little more dimension. Is uh, he's not drooling over the girls. He's like they're just normal college girls. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I kind of like that. If they were both drooling over the girls, I, I need someone more grounded, a little someone mm-hmm. a little more uh, mature. And Tucker's that guy in this. Tucker's got his eyes on the prize, and the prize is his vacation. Right. Right. He just wants to <laughs> fix it up. That's right. So Tucker, he fails. The, the Chad tries to like kind of do some karate on him. He's like, whoa, whoa, okay. And Dale walks away, goes back to Tucker. He says, man, they just, they don't like my face. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, they move on and they're going, yes, they're going to their vacation home, which they just acquired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're so excited because that's all Tucker wants to do is just fish, fix it up and fish. And that's, you know, live the sweet, the good life. Mm-hmm. The okay. good life. Now, I've been fishing uh, <laughs> not for you. No. Not for me either. It's just sitting in a boat and you, know, yeah. you just wait. The idea bite. that that's all you want to do yeah. is almost as disturbing as they are portrayed. Like, that's just... <laughs> all I want to do is sit there and fish. But that's like that's kind of... We're like the college kids, I guess, in that respect. Because there's a lot of people out there in this world who just want to do that. I would and say, we don't understand yeah. them, and they don't understand us. <laughs> I would say I have a little bit of hillbilly in me. And uh, I have definitely gone fishing multiple times. Not my thing, but a lot of people out in the boonies. It's about... They love fishing. Peace and, I think and it's quiet and definitely. getting drunk. Right? Oh yeah, getting drunk is a big part of it. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't find it that disturbing. <laughs> oh, just all I want to do is fish. I think it's the same she thing just, as uh, like, uh, like turning on the TV. You just want to relax your brain. You know, I was gonna say that's like it's not like watching TV. It's like no. watching a blank screen on a couch, just <laughs> sitting there, and then maybe waiting for a knock on the door and like a, <laughs> a bite from a fish. That's like fishing to me. Yeah. At least TV's stimulating, you know? It's like just saying, I want to sit in an empty, quiet room with nothing. Mm -hmm. And, um, no, I'm sorry. Like, that would make me go insane. You just just had a baby. Maybe you'll like fishing soon. No. (laughs) Peace and quiet. No, if I hear that much quiet, I'm going to think there's something wrong. That's what my brain is already trained to be like, this is too quiet right now. Mm Mm-hmm. So they get pulled over by a cop, mm-hmm. and they're in a uh, one of those funny compromising positions you see in a lot of these buddy comedies, mm-hmm. where one of it looks kind of gay, a little mm-hmm. homoerotic. Yeah, they because they're drinking in the car, and then Tudic spills his beer. Yeah, and then like the other guy is like Dale. Dale, why do I it keeps calling <laughs> the other guy? Because you don't give guys. a shit about Tyler. I guess you're right. Is. I don't. I don't care. Uh, so yeah, Tucker spills his beer, and Dale is like. I, I don't know, presumably to slurp it up off the seat or something like that. Why does he yeah, need to sure be... What he's doing there. Why does he need to be <laughs> The in point his is, lap? guys, it's a funny, compromising position. Let's just get there. It felt uh, a little um, contrived to me. Agreed. But yeah, mm-hmm. anyway, the cop, you know, pulls them over and sees the situation, and he tells them to stay away from where they're essentially going. Yeah, he says, there ain't nothing but up there but pain and <laughs> yep. suffering you can't even imagine. And it's because we find out he's referencing the Memorial Day Massacre that occurred 20 years ago where a few hillbillies killed a bunch of college kids. We'll, of course, we'll get there because they mention it like five fucking times in this yeah. movie. It's kind of the bedrock of this movie we don't need. But uh, that's what he's, he's getting at. And he basically lets them go, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though they clearly had open alcohol containers yeah, in the clearly. car, so it's yes. like... He would be smelling that beer that just spilled all over yeah, him. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, 
Well, uh, fine, let him go. He lets him go. And then they pop a beer right after he Yeah, <laughs> I was expecting, like, the, the cop... Here's I was honestly expecting life. the cop to, like, pop his head back in the window at that point, but, like, no. No, no. We gotta get this moving along, guys. So they go to the summer home, and it's a shithole, but, of course, they love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's clearly the site of a murder. Like, <laughs> it's clearly, like, Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. <laughs> there are style. bones hanging from the bones. ceiling. There are newspaper clippings. It's very Texas chainsaw yeah. and it's not enough for it to deter Tucker. He's really into it, and so is Dale. And he finds one of his favorite board games, Trivial Pursuit, which, mm-hmm. you know, we go back no, to No, it's Trivia-up. Oh, it's trivia. Not even, it's not even a trivial pursuit. Oh, I'm sorry. It's trivia. It's called trivia. Later sorry, on, guys. they play it. They couldn't do trivial pursuit. So uh, let me see the kids, right? Yeah, they're, the kid, they're, we yeah. go back campfire. to the teens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're sitting around a campfire, and this creepy baby Sean Penn tells this story <laughs> of the Penn. Memorial Day Massacre. All I can see and think of is like, man, this looks guy looks like freaking... Like a, Sean Penn, huh? Like a young Sean Penn. I didn't know who he looked like, except when in the found footage, and I didn't know it was him in the found footage mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie, I was like, is that Eddie Redmayne? <laughs> <laughs> so I got an Eddie Redmayne vibe, I guess, from Chad. And, and my thing, too, is like, the second this fucking kid starts talking, I'm like, that's a murderer right yeah. there. Like, he's like, oh, yeah. you fuckers want to hear a story? And they always have that look. They like It's just... They got like those eyes, and like crazy and they, eyes, right? yeah, and yeah. the Sean Penn eyes, and like the Sean Penn nose. So you think he does a good job, this Sean Penn guy? As the the, the he turns into the villain, he lives long enough to see himself become the villain, Two Face. <laughs> <in this Yeah. laughs> totally becomes Two Face. Yeah. Oh my God, he's Harvey Dent. Um, it's right away though. It's like this the sense that like there's no mystery behind it. Like you immediately, I'm like this guy. A... Okay, so this guy is like the main guy who's going to be the worst, the big antagonist of this thing. Mm. Yeah. And I guess that's intentional because yeah, like, I mean, if we're setting up Tucker and Dale to be these good guys, which we already did, then we gotta set up our villain. But the problem is that we started from the teenagers' perspectives, so yeah. it's like it plays with that. You feel throughout. like yeah, like right away you're like, okay, these are supposed to be the heroes of the story, but no, now Tucker and Dale are the heroes of the story, so now we gotta take this guy as the villain. So now I'm all over the place. I have to calibrate. That's my problem with this movie. It forces you to recalibrate every couple scenes. Mm-hmm. I you know if they. There's no question about the dynamic of who's, quote-unquote, the evil in the movie. It's obviously Chad by the... You find that mm-hmm. out probably less than an hour in. If I, I think if they... But you find that out right when he starts talking yeah. right there. Like, <laughs> for, he's for, like, you, he's I, evil. for you, I suspend the disbelief. Just, give, just on paper, if it's just some college kids having a good time, and he's telling the story of Memorial Day Massacre, then it's just, as far as I'm concerned right now, just some innocent kids who are kind of assholes... But uh, what I was saying is if they were to perpetuate that sort of whose side am I on, the audience Mm -hmm. is thinking, uh, throughout a little bit longer, I wonder if it would have kept my interest a little bit more and I would have enjoyed the movie more. But that's that's nitpicky for the sake of nitpicky. But he tells the story uh, of the Memorial Day Massacre and we flash back 20 years Mm -hmm. and we get some pump up the jam playing. Yeah. (laughs) Which I thought was a nice touch. Whenever they go back to the 90s and we hear 90s music now, it's like a thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's funny. I hope they don't overdo it too much, but for now I like it. No, it's because the 90s nostalgia is taking over the oh, 80s oh, nostalgia. Yeah. So yeah. it's like all those things from the 90s that like, mm-hmm. get ready for the Santa Claus reboot kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like all those yeah. young things, all those things from our childhood are now going to start. One thing that I liked about American Reunion the yeah. movie totally forgettable, but the American Pie movie, they play all those songs from 99 again, yeah. which I really dug. Um, anyway. 
They, yeah. It's a flashback, and it's the Memorial, Memorial Day Massacre, and these hillbillies show up. You don't see their faces. That's important. Right. And they kill all the college kids who are there. They put a night, like a... It's pretty cool. They get yeah. like a machete through this girl's neck. Yeah, it's no, it's a gruesome horror yeah. sequence. So it's like when a saw blade gets ripped into a dude's yeah, forehead. Saw. Yeah, straight out of a like a, out of a slasher film. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. The, the deaths, I'm gonna say, are pretty damn cool mm-hmm. in this movie. I will say the deaths are the thing that landed the most for me in this mm-hmm. movie. Like every time someone dies, I'm you usually laughing. First of all. <laughs> and like yeah. I'm like, all right, that was a good death. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So uh, that's the story, basically. And, he, and uh, going back to present day now, Sean Penn says, the bodies are buried beneath us, man, right underneath us. And then one of the other guys comes <laughs> in and says, let's go skinny dipping. Hey, guys. Yeah. <laughs> let's go skinny dipping. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah. So we cut to night. And now Tucker and Dale are night fishing yeah. in a creepy-ass fucking How, uh, lake. Yeah, that's a thing that happens a couple times in this movie is, like, it goes from... And I hate when movies do that, too. It's like, oh, so that was supposed to be dusk just now? Like, mm-hmm. you didn't know. I thought it was the middle of the afternoon, and now all of a sudden it's pitch black yeah, outside. And then they go from, like, pitch black to, like, he's running through the... Dale's running through the woods at the end, and it's daytime? Like, so yeah. that was, like, yeah. This movie's dawn? got a little uh, uh, problem when it comes to time of day, like, timing it out, I think. There's some continuity. Just yeah. a little continuity here. But uh, not enough for, to really deter me too much. Um... So they're night fishing. Tucker grabs the last beer, and Dale wants it, but he says, you got to stand up for yourself, man, but you can't have the last beer. So this is kind of like a a thing about Dale's character. It's how he develops is he needs to stand up for himself. He he has an inferiority complex. Mm -hmm. He's going to develop that when he meets Allie pretty soon. Right. And I... I, I like the uh, the two of them like during these. There's a couple moments in this movie where they get to kind of play, mm-hmm. and it's like it's that type of exchange where like it's like a two shot of them sitting in the boat. Oh yeah, I yeah. wanted to see more of that actual just like yeah. them kind of just going off doing. They get you know, separated pretty soon after this scene. Yeah. Uh, so final girl Allie. I'm just going to call her final, uh, Allie McFinal girl, <laughs> is in her swimsuit or her underwear, and uh, Tucker and Dale get a little bit closer in their boat to see her, to peep on her. And uh-huh. It's Tucker's idea. Dale's kind of bashful about mm-hmm. it. And uh, she catches them, and she slips off the rock she's standing Very on. Very high rock. Yeah, and she hits her head, and she doesn't come up from the water, so of course Tucker and Dale, we got to save her. And the friends are off doing their own thing, skinny dipping. You know, Allie kind of separated herself before a little bit too much. Right. And they pull her out of the water. And it's from now from the perspective of the college kids, they see these two hillbillies yeah. pulling uh, an unconscious woman, <laughs> and Allie, out of the and water. And this is the first uh, where they kind of do that straight up juxtaposition where you like you see one side, you see the other mm-hmm. side. And it's like you totally get, okay, I get it now. This is like how this whole movie is going to play. Like, I, I see right here how it's going to happen. Like, it's going to be this series how of misunderstandings. Long, now it's a question of how much fuel are we going to get in this exactly. gas tank. Because yeah. I think we're probably 12 minutes in at this point. It's and you, quick, You yeah. get it. You get that changed perspective, that game they're playing. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, before that, uh, we do a little character building for Chad. I think the blocks are set up pretty well. I think his, his turn will get there when he becomes full-on villain is a little contrived. However, the filmmakers are doing their best by having a scene with him and Allie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to rewind a little bit. He tells her, you and I were cut from a different cloth. Right. Like, we're mm-hmm. superior. We're better than, you You know, you think you're better than everybody because we are. Exactly. Is what he says, essentially. And he's got that superiority complex, whereas Dale has the inferiority. And, you know, it's... Uh, it's that hero-villain dynamic they're setting up. Yeah, the really polar opposites. Read between that, those lines. 
kind of nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Allie gets knocked out. Tucker and Dale take them back to the cabin, even though as they're rowing away, Chad is, like, screaming, Allie! Yeah, at that point, they just, oh, hey, hey, she's hurt. (laughs) Yeah, why don't they just turn around? No, it's because we need to stretch out this premise and of misunderstanding. Why, like, if it was more from the teens' perspective, that's where the satire comes in, and it's mm-hmm. it'd be really funny if, like, they're like to those extremes, thinking that they're you know raping and uh, murdering their friend. Yeah, what, what would you do if if half this movie, literally half the movie, was the series of events from the teens' perspective, and then the second half of the movie they went back? And they did it from the perspective of Tucker and Dale. I'm just thinking, like, you know, actually, on the I, box right now. I can see that, where you're, like, basically the first act, you're watching it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, some it's one of those, somebody gets knocked out type of things. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, the camera goes to black. Switch. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, we're back at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually way more interesting. <laughs> Maybe I'll re-edit the movie. We'll do a toe for grace. You know how he re-edited the prequels? Of Star Wars, mm-hmm. he did that. Topher like, Grace from that '70s show, Eric Foreman, recut the Star Wars prequels, and he cut out Jar Jar, and yeah. he like he fixed the pacing, and he goes to parties, and I guess they're pretty good. So yeah. maybe I'll do a Dan Eden Tucker and Dale versus uh, versus the exhausted premise supercut. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Allie wakes up at Tucker and Dale's, and Dale shows up, and he introduces himself. He's very bashful. And he has her breakfast, and it's pancakes. And she's like, ah, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you don't like pancakes? All right, I'll take the pancakes out of here. I'm a bumbling idiot. So he, like, and he's kind of charming. I think a lot of people could see the charm in Dale. Me, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're a nice guy. You're just kind of a bumbling idiot. And I'm sure she's going to somehow fall in love with you by the end of the movie. And spoiler, she does. You know what, here's something else. Let me ask you this. You, having grown up in Missouri, mm-hmm. don't people get, like, Haircuts that don't make them look like hillbillies. <laughs> like, why do people always have like greasy, straight, like um, straggly I would say, hair? Yeah, that's. Jerry, you'd be surprised how like they don't cliche is not even a word in their lexicon. <laughs> it's you know? just it's strange to me that like somebody wouldn't just get a haircut. No, because like I could see how just look in a mirror. Like, yeah, you don't present yourself very great, but I guess it's a matter of geography. We just lost the whole southern <laughs> half of the country. Yeah, like fuck you guys. <laughs> Fucking 90 under 90 bullshit. Um, so college kids search for Allie in the woods, and they decide no cops early on. That's important, because like you, uh, as an audience, you're probably by now wondering, where are the cops? Yeah. Well, Chad says, no fucking cops. We can do this, man. Right, and it's like, okay, because you're evil, and clearly you want, like, right. you're, out, you're out for something. Like. But the best part is Chuck takes his dad's truck and he like leaves he yeah. says I, I gotta go guys I gotta go it's my dad's truck and if Chad's you wanna like, go go ahead Fine, get the fuck out of here I don't care and the other kids are like wait what how come he gets to leave and that's like okay that's a big problem but like okay now I know how the premise is gonna stretch itself out even more they don't have a truck now and yeah. there's no cops yeah. they've all agreed okay we could probably get 20 more minutes out of this guys <laughs> so um one of the dudes tries to reason with them and they doubt him. Oh, oh, okay. One of the guys who's in the group, who's like, has the voice of fucking reason. He's like, maybe Tucker and Dale, these hillbillies, are just like normal mm-hmm. dudes. Yeah. And they just took him back to their cabin because she was hurt. And and Ch- uh, Chad's not having it. Shuts that down real fast. What the crazy. fuck do you know, man? You're just a fucking extraneous character who's going to get killed in the next five minutes. Like, why are you talking like a bad guy? That's what I would ask him in this scene. Why are you talking like a bad guy? Like so I'm getting a feeling like we're not safe around you. 
So now back to Dale. He brings uh, Allie eggs and bacon now and instead yeah, of pancakes. Those. those uh, what? They, they look kind of dark, is all I'm saying, those eggs. Those they eggs. don't look very appetizing, those oh, eggs. You mean the stage eggs didn't look good? <laughs> no, I didn't think so. No, man. I mean, again, like, if you want her to not think you're a creep, maybe dress up those eggs a little bit. Oh. Maybe not serve her some burnt bacon, that's what I'm saying. The Gordon Ramsay method, maybe a little cream fresh. A little cream fresh. In the pot. Off um. the heat. Take it off. Stir. Back on the heat. Gotta alternate, alternate, because they're always cooking. Um... So he he, uh, he tells her she's there because they felt the need to rescue her, and we introduce uh, his dog Jangers. Jangers, <laughs> this intimidating looking dog, kind of cute. It's got like a blue eye. What? Well, it's like a... to, if you want to make a dog look scary, take away one eye mm-hmm. and make the other one like, like albino, like yeah, yeah, just all white. Like I thought he was kind of cute. You don't even have to take away the other eye. Make one eye like white and fucked up, and like oh, that's, that's a fucking all, scary yeah. dog. Jangers, little bit of foam around the lips. <laughs> Do you guys like the name Jangers? I do. I love it. Jangers, too. What does it mean? I don't know. I love it. Jangers. Um, So she asks if there's anything to do, and then, no, they don't play Trivial Pursuit. They They play play Trivia. 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 (laughs) He says, hell yeah, I'm going to play some Trivia. I'm going to show off my skills. So outside, the college kids are now arrived at the cabin. You think, okay, this is the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) No, we got another hour to go, you guys. They're like trying to determine who's going to go in after them. And they send uh, the voice of reason guy to storm the gate or kind of reason with them. And when he goes, he looks outside and he sees that um, it looks like a precarious situation or whatever through to their perspective. Well, he looks in. No, he just looks in and sees them playing trivia. But to them, it's like... It's like, oh, no, they got her kidnapped. And that's, again, where I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny because it's satirical, but, like, that's stretching it a little bit. It's not extreme enough for it to be, like, really, like, landing as a comedy. Yeah, there's, you know... Yeah, And Tucker's in the back chainsawing some log. And he cuts a hornet's nest. Oh, man, poor Tucker. Yeah, poor Tucker indeed, because the (laughs) hornets chase him, and he he has... This is... Well, this is a good misunderstanding. Yes, I love this. He's got one. the chains on. He's screaming, <laughs> just flailing it around, and it's very uh, leather facey. And the guy at the door sees this, and he just bolts because I would too. You know, who wouldn't? <laughs> right. He's bolting from Tucker. Tucker's got the chainsaw waving. He's got. He's being stung by a bunch of hornets, and he gets fucking impaled on a branch. He the kid. Himself. Oh, it's one God. of the. It's the best. One of the best deaths. The next one is the best. Death. He just runs right into oh, Bj man. Novak. Runs right into <laughs> oh, no. that spike. Yeah. It's pretty awesome because the shot is a big tracking shot. It's yeah. going really fast and it's following Tucker and him alongside him. And it, the t- camera keeps going after he gets impaled by the branch. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very cool shot. So um, Dale and Allie are inside playing trivia. He's killing it. He remembers everything. He says he has a brain where he remembers everything he's ever heard, which is a kind of a, like a spectrum-y kind of deal. Yeah, he's like got... Uh, yeah, definitely some type of but, autism. But Allie, of course, she's such a she's such a sweet final girl. She makes him feel good about not passing the third grade. <laughs> and she says she's getting her bachelor's in psychology. Who gives a shit? He tells her, and she he, she says, I don't know, it's just a stupid dream. He goes, dreams are not stupid. It's just like a really flirty, dumb scene. Yeah, yeah. I don't fucking like it. It's like too and tacked he, on. You know what? Here's the other. Take away the fact that he's like a creepy like hillbilly and she's like, you know, a college prissy girl. Yeah. Like, the age difference alone makes it uncomfortable for me. I'm like, this would, this doesn't work. And realistically, like, yeah, she says she's born from a farm. She mentions a little bit later. It's just I don't see these two people together. No, no. matter how nice she is and how nice he is, like maybe they'll be a really good friendship. But First like, of all, I don't think she's very good. Like I don't believe her 
I yeah, maybe that's yeah. it. In anything that no. she does in this movie, frankly. Yeah. But like I just thought maybe it's the writing too. Her character's just kinda like this nice girl who wants to mod like she's the only real development is she's getting a psychology degree and she wants to like moderate later when yeah. we're there. And it's just I don't know, I just she's not written very well to me either. Maybe it's not her fault, the performer, is all I'm saying. No, but I mean I I don't think she's a very good performer. Like, even on 30 Rock, I'm like, no, you're I not... Agree. I I feel like she's the same character here from 30 Rock. It, she does She feel... just, like, came over. It's just that 30 <laughs> Rock actually has funny stuff for yeah. her to do or say. Yeah. I see. And skimpier outfits. Um, mm-hmm. So outside the college kids, they find their dead friend impaled on the, the branch. Yeah. Chad's well, well, before before oh, okay. we actually leave the cabin, like, Tucker mm-hmm. comes back covered in the hornet's nest. Yeah. And he does the thing, which, like, I laughed out loud probably three times in this movie, and one of them was definitely him cracking open the beer <laughs> yeah. and just dumping it all on his face. Yeah. As a way to, like, relieve the pain. He's like, you're supposed to be out there helping, not playing board games. <laughs> it just dumps the whole thing. He's out. got these bumps on his face. Yeah. And uh, Dale's like, I'll pull out those stingers for you. So outside, the college kids find their dead friend. Chad smashes one of their phones, maybe yeah. the only working phone. Another way to stretch out this premise. Yeah. He's losing it. He yeah. He thinks mm-hmm. it's about survival of the fittest, quote-unquote. You know, he's, he's kind of like, uh, we watched... Uh, Chronicle, and by the end, the kid he does that heel turn. He says he's the um, uh, apex predator. I, the very apex predator vibe I'm getting from Chad in this as well. Um, so Tucker and Dale, they're gonna try and reason with the kids outside, right? Is right. That the next scene, and they call out for them. They go, "College kids!" It's another misunderstanding. <laughs> Reminds me of that episode of Three Guys One Room we did. Yeah, a little self promotion, a little bit. Episode uh, two oh five. I think, or some 204. Something like that. It's in season two. We try to be friends with a guy, and he's he thinks we're crazy, and we're out in the woods. He's <laughs> trying to have a good time, and he runs. And uh, it's very Tucker and Daly. It's we're very, like, very similar. I was like, which came first out. in this situation? I had forgotten. I don't remember. Maybe the same time about. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Enough so they carve, they carve they carve a note in a, a note. in a log. It's just, we got your friend, and it's you are, and then friend is spelt with the yep. I and E switched. It's yep. very we tough. We got your friend. <laughs> we got your friend. And uh, the kids, of course, are freaked out again. Because, you know, you see a, a message etched in a log like that. It's a little freaky. Like, just say, she's okay, come find us. Like, you know, she's okay would be fine. Right. There are, this is one of, like, two or three scenes where this movie would be a lot shorter if they would have just met face-to-face at this point instead of leaving things on doorsteps and then right. leaving. Yeah. It's just another way to stretch this out. I'm going to keep saying that throughout this podcast. Yeah. But, um, so the kids, like, they retreat, and then Dale's outside digging a, an outhouse hole, Allie's kind of, she's got her strength back. She comes outside and she wants to help him dig the shitter hole. He yeah. Calls it. And they flirt again. It's more flirty. It's, it's, oh, it's just like that scene in Justice League with Cyborg and the Flash flirting with each other, digging up Superman's body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot everything about that movie. Uh, sorry, Justice League. I wanted it to be great. It's just, it's mediocre. Um so she grew up on a farm. Is what she mm-hmm. so she she's all about digging shitholes. Okay, so she digs this hole with him. Meanwhile, the college kids think Dale is making her dig her own grave. Yeah, <laughs> which is, which is a, it's another one that's like that kind of is like pretty funny. Yep. And then uh, best death. 
the two of, like it's two simultaneous attacks from two of the kids in the party. Mm-hmm. One of them has a giant spear, right? And the other one is just uh, I forget. Like he a, goes out to the woods with, to get with Tucker, a screwdriver, right? Who's at the wood chipper right now, right? right. My favorite is the fucking impalement on the spear. Another self impalement. Yeah, because yeah, they because yeah. like they're running. He runs after Dale, and just in the nick of time, like, like I, how does it go? How what's the physics of this? So the kid's running at him. Uh, Allie sees him, and mm-hmm. she's like, stop, and that causes Dale yeah, to turn, he and turns he and hits her with the shovel. shovel. She gets knocked unconscious with the shovel, yep. and like he, the kid misses him. Cause and then he, Dale falls back into the mm-hmm. open hole, and then the kid trips like, and falls into the <laughs> hole, but the spear like hits, hits the, the ground, ground yeah. like the ground, and like... Yeah, it goes through his another spear impalement, yep. and then he falls on his own spear. A slow it's, impalement. Yeah, it's it's really Ooh. he slides down really slowly. It's really cool because he falls like on Dale mm-hmm. as he's and dying. Yeah. slowly oh, descending man. towards Dale. That's a now great that's deal. funny that that's your favorite one because to me my favorite the one is the one. next one <laughs> where the guy just runs at full <laughs> speed and goes headfirst into the wood chip. That's definitely my favorite. <laughs> oh god, I, that was another laugh out loud moment. I was like it's so quick that he's just like he fails immediately i love when people fail right away <laughs> there's no hope at all he just right in there oh, head man. first so yeah wood chipper death the likes of which uh we haven't seen since fargo right pretty cool and uh, then he asks him if he's all right <laughs> poor tucker is covered in blood he reconvenes with them at the cabin. He walks in just fucking covered. He thinks his theory is that the kids have a suicide, <laughs> a suicide pack. pack. Yeah, they're all they're all out to kill each other. And, and they're, I, it, I don't know, man. Maybe it's Tudic. I just I'm like I buy it. <laughs> no, yeah, suicide. His pack. delivery on that is totally believable. He, he, he thinks they want Allie dead too. Like they're coming to get. Like, her. Oh, that's why they're after us. Is and now they want to kill her. And thus, I think. Hence, I wrote. And so now it is Tucker and Dale versus evil because mm-hmm. they think they're facing evil college kids, and it's them versus them. Right. And that's that big. The dynamic is officially set. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing with this title, where I was just like, the title and the opening found footage thing makes you seem like there's going to be a supernatural element yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. And there's, it's not to Versus be found like at all. the evil forces, like <laughs> yeah. kind of like the evil dead or something. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, they decide no cops because it's too shady looking. I agree. <laughs> right. Like, but it's not contrived to exclude cops. I mean, no, because t- he's like, look at look, look at the situation surrounding <laughs> us. Like, there's three kids dead. They're not gonna think that this was all an accident. Perfectly logical to not get cops involved. And you know what I'm thinking though in this scene? I, I this was one distraction throughout the movie to me i'm like these guys are all dirty and greasy and like they look like they're backwoods hillbillies yet they have perfect teeth like every yeah. time like, you can yeah, see they're perfectly do. white teeth <laughs> i noticed yeah right from the get-go when they're driving to the vacation i was like alan tudor's got some pearly whites yeah <laughs> like those like, are beautiful yeah, if it wasn't for those teeth i would i think buy his character hook line and sinker right because just he's got everything else down Right, it's but, just that one little thing, man. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe we're being, uh, it's too cliche of thinking. You know, rednecks, they can't have nice teeth, you know? I bet they do. I bet there are some hillbillies out there who have nicer teeth than me. You know what? Somebody who wants to spend all day fishing does not have the best teeth in the world. They're not brushing their teeth multiple times a day. Maybe, maybe They're not right. flossing after they eat a freaking trout. Um, so the college kids in the woods decide on a new plan. Chad says it's time to kill Tucker and Dale. I guess that was always his plan. Yeah, like, again, I'm like, okay, so now you're getting what you're, you're just pushing everybody to exactly what you wanted before. I think if they didn't run into Tucker and Dale, Chad would have wanted to kill somebody on that trip <laughs> yeah. anyway. 
yeah. Um, I'm like, well, whose idea was it to go to this place, these woods anyway? Wasn't it like, you know, I don't think they make it clear at the beginning, no, but I'm really. just, my whole thing at the beginning, I'm like, so clearly this guy told them, let's go out to the woods. Yeah, and he's just going to kill whoever's out there yeah. or something like that. But we do get a cop. The, the rest of the friends are like, okay, Chad, you're fucking crazy. We're going to go flag down this cop. They go the run. one cop in the town. Yeah, mm-hmm. they run to the street. It just happens to be good timing because the cop is driving by. And actually, no, it's not good timing because Chuck came back right. with the cop. The guy who took the truck, his mm-hmm. dad's truck, has now been such a good guy. He comes back with the cop. So that's good. Good for him. The kids now kind of reconvene with the cop and they're all together and they're another going to go to Tucker and Dale's and get to the bottom of this situation. Meanwhile, Tucker and Dale are at their cabin. They're covered in blood. They yeah. got, uh, they're pulling out a torso, <laughs> the kid's torso from the wood chipper. Right. And it's it's pretty nasty to look yeah. at, I'm not going to lie. Um, and it's the most, the worst position they could be caught in when the cop yeah. shows up. <laughs> literally holding half a body. Yep. Just as they're dragging the torso yeah. half. I like Tudic slices that uh, it's pretty heavy for just a half of right. a guy. <laughs> <laughs> they try to explain themselves to the cop. Pretty funny. The cop's not buying it, obviously. Mm-hmm. The cop, like, yeah, the cop goes inside and the teenagers they, are like, what the hell is that cop doing going inside? They get anxious. They and, don't understand uh, why he hasn't arrested them yet. And the cop is like, I know you guys from before. You, you, I told you guys not to come out here, but you mm-hmm. did anyway. Another great death here. Another yeah. great death. Which we didn't even mention the loose beam that yes. like breaks earlier. So like, yeah, I they, forgot about that. They arrive early in the uh, when they first arrive at the cabin. There's this loose beam that comes down, and it's yeah. got all these nails sticking out of it. Plank of wood just kind of. So the cop is like, <laughs> what does he say just before he dies? It's he like, just say, he says something about it or something. He says something about like. You yeah, the, uh, I don't. Oh God, I don't remember the exact line. He's so like not cool and nonchalant about it as he's like leaning against the banner. He's like maybe seeing is believing. Yeah, and then, like <laughs> the banner like comes down. Depends and, on what is the way it's seen or yeah, something like that. And a plank of wood just goes straight into his face oh. with nails, mm-hmm. and it's sticking out of his head. And he leaves the cab, and the kids see him. It's pretty horrifying. Yeah, he's got his blood. <laughs> He's like walking around like Frankenstein and this block of wood sticking out of his head. <laughs> the best is Tucker's like, he's going to walk it off. He <laughs> looks like he's going to walk it off. He's going to be all right. He's that was another laugh off. out loud moment for me. But that was another one where it's just like if the two of them were just playing together more, I think I'd be laughing a lot more throughout this whole movie. Agreed. Um, um, so the cop, he just in time, he phones in on his radio. I think he tr- yeah, like he he, tries, he to. tries to make a call on the radio, but he just he basically dies right then and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, the kid in the car sees the gun. Chuck, <laughs> grabs, Chuck his, grabs his gun and he's gonna like no. he's gonna play him. <laughs> motherfuckers. No. He's got it pointed at Tucker and Dale. They're like, oh shit, okay, we're dead. And I know right away what's gonna happen. <laughs> This fucking idiot. Dale says you got the safety on here. Turn it off. And, and he like, <laughs> points the gun at his own head, turns the safety off, and kablamo. Blam. Again, fails immediately. Yeah. He just he, uh, blows the back what, of his own head off. Now, what's funnier, uh, that or the kid in Planet Terror in the car who blows his own head off? I don't remember, remember that. Remember the nurse, she gets her son and like all the zombies. Oh, she's like, like, you stay here. And if you see dad, shoot him. Yeah. And then she walks in like and five the... seconds later. Yeah. You just see. Boosh. I think the kid does. I think this funny. is funnier because you see the kid actually point the gun at his face. And like, like you see the second right before. Oh, man. That's a funny background gag. Yeah. So um, he so blows he... his own head off. Mm-hmm. Um, so then like. 
Chad gets the gun and he's like just yeah. shooting aimlessly inside the cabin and missing them. Which again, they're so close. Like I'm like, how do you yeah. miss from like 20 feet away? Tucker and Dale retreat. They go in the cabin and they, they this is the perfect time for that that bloody argument when yeah. you're in danger. Yeah, this lost point, like where you're, which is like now is not the apt, the worst time in reality. Yeah. For a movie, it's great. Like you know, your yeah. bullets are flying through. Let's get like down to business. Yeah. In reality, you're like, fuck you, man. Let's not deal with our problems right now. Let's just survive this. It's the, it's the lethal weapon moment where he finds yeah. out he's gonna be a dad during like yeah. a guy with a, like a yeah. fucking flamethrower. Yeah. I'm gonna be a dad. <laughs> so like. Oh, Chad's outside with the gun, and Dale, he says to Tucker, man, I don't even like fishing. He's with you, Jer. Like, right. And yeah. Tucker's hurt by this. And this is a lost point for Tucker, man. Like, that's the worst news that he could have heard. Yeah. It's like, what are you saying, Dale? And uh, outside, Chad's got Jangers, the oh, dog. No. The dog got outside, and um, it's a hostage situation. And uh, Oh, Dale, yeah, it's like like Buford Tannen and Marty at the Back to the Future <laughs> 3. He's got a real doc. standoff. Dale equips himself with a nail gun, and Tucker's going to go outside and kind of stealthily get Jangers back, which is a dumb move, but right. he does it anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the cabin, it's like a little shootout. Mm-hmm. Dale's got the nail gun. He's like, he's going nuts. He's yeah. screaming <laughs> at some point. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. I love when people are shooting like a multi-fire gun, and it's just... <laughs> Tucker runs out to get Jangers, and he frees the dog... And it's just, it's as Chad is pointing this gun at the mm-hmm. dog. All he needs to do is just turn his head 90 degrees, and there he is. Yeah. And if, that's what happens. He sees Tucker. He's like, yeah, it's a good time for a run. And he gets up and he runs away from the kids. And uh, uh, there's a chase that ensues. But uh, Jengers is freed in the process, and he gets away. That's important because he's going to come back a little bit later. Yeah, yeah so he gets away. Uh, Tucker trips, hides behind a log. Mm-hmm. Chad then, finds him. Yeah, Chad finds him, just punches him, knocks him out. Yeah. And that's the point where I'm like, that's the shot where, like, if this was the movie that you described oh, yeah, earlier, yeah, like, yeah. that's when you go oh, back yeah. and you, you see it from back. the other perspective. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. So there's, so when you're editing that together, that's when you, you just need okay. to know that. All right. So, or why doesn't Chad just fucking shoot him, you know? Shorter movie, like, or, or like... Quicker resolution. Instead, well, Chad he runs out of bullets. Oh, okay. He runs out of bullets when he's shooting. So that's the other thing too. Like he's he's run he runs out of bullets when he's shooting at the house, mm-hmm. and then he I think afterwards he points it at the he dog. Does. So it's just a yeah. vague threat to oh, like at the okay. dog. The dog's in no real danger still. I don't Unless he found another clip on the cop. I don't understand why... I, I guess it's to get Allie back. It's like leverage, you know, to hang Tucker upside down. I just don't understand why he doesn't just kill Tucker, like, bashing in right his there. head right Yeah, there. he's got an axe, clearly, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he hangs him upside down, and Dale goes to find him, but not before um, he cuts off Tucker's fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so, well, you don't even know what gets yeah. cut. No. Something gets Something. cut. It's brutal. He screams... And uh, back now, finally, Allie comes comes to after that shovel to the head. She just gets knocked. That's her gag. Yeah. yeah, she gets she comes to Dale's crying. He's you know, he's very lost at this point, and she consoles him. A more uh, development in their relationship, I guess. Relationship. Yeah. Uh, and this is when I pause the movie, and it's only fifty minutes in. This is I think this is the exact same point where I'm like, are you kidding? There's me? thirty seven <laughs> minutes left of this movie. The premise has exhausted itself right here. Yeah, this fifty minute mark. He says, uh, Dale says, Allie, your friends went nuts. She says, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And it kind of becomes a little uh, bit of an argument about uh, who they are. Mm-hmm. Right. She's like, they mis- they misunderstood you because they thought you were creepy. He's like, why they think I was creepy? You know, well, right. it's because you're it's, like a hillbilly. It's kind of like a, a, a little bit of a sad moment. Yeah, for it him. is like, a little you, bit. You feel for him just slightly. Yeah. Um, 
Now, this is another way Another way to stretch out this premise is Chad shows up at the door, and he says, Die, hillbillies! And he leaves Tucker's fingers outside. Yeah. He doesn't stick around. He leaves. Right. Now, if he would have stuck around, we probably would have got some answers quicker, but we can't have that. No. So they find the two fingers, and a note says to come get Tucker. So mm-hmm. now the ball is in their court to come get Tucker. Dale grabs a machete to go kill those fucking kids because now yeah. he's had enough. Yeah, he goes for the rescue. He's he's he rambos out. Yeah, and Allie, this is the misunderstanding. Allie kind of says, "Well, it's a misunderstanding because you're a hillbilly, and they don't understand." He's like, "Oh well, okay then, fine. I'm hurt by this," and he leaves. Fuck you. And uh, she tries to get him back, like half heartedly. He was like, hey, "Come back," but no. He searches the woods for Tucker, and he finds him. And he's hanging upside down. It's one of those, it's a trap. What? It's a trap. And then... Yeah. Yeah. It's a trap. It was a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Spear launches at his dick. Yeah. 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 Almost, but doesn't do anything. Like, it's a, why does this happen? Like, so you have this trap, which didn't work, okay? Yeah. Like, fine, yeah. great. For what purpose? I guess for three minutes of screen time. Just to get that funny dick, like, that I'm glad I'm not home. For the first time I'm in my life, I'm glad I'm not home like a bear. And it would maybe would have been funnier if you had, like, said something earlier in the movie, like, I wish I was hung like a bear or something like that, or when maybe that's part of his inferiority complex, <laughs> I'm not hung like Ooh. a bear. But he's like, you know, no, I'm finally okay with who I am in this moment. That could have been a callback, Jerry. Maybe it was a deleted uh, moment. He's got a small dick, and that's why he's got an inferiority complex. Perhaps. Maybe. We'll have to, you know what, write a sequel to this movie, guys, and let's develop this a little bit. They've been working on a sequel for, like, since this movie came out, you know? Like, it's never, I don't know if it'll happen, and when it does happen, no one will care, except for those people who somehow care about You know, Eli, Eli Craig, is that his director's name? Yeah, we watched his follow up to this. It was on Netflix. It was on with Adam Scott. It's called Little Evil. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like an Omen, like comedy version, where okay. Adam Scott adopts like this little devil boy. Mm-hmm. And I gotta tell you, it's about as funny as this. A little less yeah. funny than say this less, movie. Definitely yeah, less. I I think uh, um, this might be a high point for this guy. We'll Maybe. see. I don't know. But, I don't know uh, much of of his filmography. Mm. Chad. Oh, they head home, <clears throat> but as they're the, not before the college kids are there at the cabin right. first. And Chad wants to just burn the place to the ground. He's just <laughs> tossing gasoline around. We have to burn this place to the fucking ground. He says they're evil. They got and then they say Ellie's got Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. You've fallen in love Which with again, these fucks. Like like would have been a funny if this was a bigger satire. I can see how that's a much funnier reveal. Oh, they, you have Stockholm syndrome because she tries to explain to her friends, look, this was a big misunderstanding, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't mean any harm. They've been nothing but nice to me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you're falling in love with them. Like, yeah. it's just not satirical just enough. Just naive, mm-hmm. dumb college kids who um, are pretty much like the cookie-cutter versions of, of what they are in all other horror movies. They just didn't take it to that full dummy mode I right. think mm-hmm. but they're, they almost made it they almost made it in this yeah, yeah. It's, it, it borderlines even the dumb blonde could use some more dumb blonde moments mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure I mean her the, the extent of her dumb blondness is her running around in heels in mm-hmm. the woods like and it's, it just doesn't when you see it like her with her arms up like running like yeah. they show like four shots of her like and I'm just mm-hmm. like I don't care anymore it's not funny yeah. yeah you don't need to hold on this joke so um so Allie tries to mediate because like yeah, Tucker, Tucker and Dale yeah. return to their yeah. home. Yep. 
and she since she's getting a, since guys she's getting a bachelor's in psychology she's got this okay she's gonna mediate a meeting between Chad and Tucker and Dale it's okay you guys both hold your weapons just sit here on opposite ends of this table and let's talk this out and this is when Chad drops a bomb on the audience that I didn't ask for it's that he his parents were attacked to the Memorial Day massacre and that's why he's got a chip on his shoulder against hillbillies and man. It, again I'm like okay well we knew you were evil from the fucking beginning so here just explain to us why now exactly. so like just yeah. get through it I don't care you don't need it because if he if he just has that superiority complex that's mm-hmm. enough for me because I could picture a college douche like like yeah. a Trump junior fucking getting the gall to ki- murder hillbillies oh, yeah, in the woods sure. just because he's a fucking asshole mm-hmm. I can see that in this America yeah <laughs> yes I can right, see it right before that doesn't uh Tucker treat his wounds with beer again? Yeah, again, there, there's a, that's the second time where he's, uh, his, his finger, he pours it on his I, hand. I laughed at that one, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> other friends, the blondie and the black guy, the friends show up at the cabin. And <laughs> yeah. This is the moment that made me laugh really hard, too. Which one? He comes busting in the door. The black guy. Yeah. And he's like, it's showtime, freaks! <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he goes and he immediately kills the other, like, yes. person. a weed eater. Yeah, with a weed whacker. Weed eaters face off. A weed eater? Yeah. Like a weed whacker? The same thing. Oh, okay. I've never, never heard, heard of the term weed, weed eater. <laughs> except when I'm eating edibles. No, that's a hillbilly oh, term, okay. I guess. A weed eater. Weed eater. Weed whacker. Right, so he weed eats her face. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty cool. That's a good death. Yeah, and then this whole sequence, like, is one, like, quick escalation after another. Like, she gets it to the face. Just and then... This is not Allie. This is just another one of the friends who just happens to be there. Just whoever. Yeah, this other girl who, like, I she feel, is... like, showed up at one point. There's a black like, guy and there's a her... black girl, and I think the black guy kills the black girl with the weed. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, 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 and I would have to, like, I guess I wasn't paying close enough, but I was like, was that chick in the truck at the beginning like yeah. i didn't remember her at one point yeah like, she's it's just that there's so many of them and they're just so they're just there they're red shirts man they're just, yeah they're they just there shirts. to die yeah that they you don't care yeah but like that's not i guess that's not the point though so yeah and then something happens that like sets because the gasoline has been poured all over the place so something causes uh a flame to yeah chad kind of throws him because he's already thrown the gas on there all he has to do now is just start the fire and he does and then that causes the black guy to get caught on fire, yep. and he starts burning alive. And then Blondie has the dumbest death ever. The blonde, the dumb mm-hmm. blonde, she just sits in a corner and smokes a cigarette while the place explodes. Yeah, yeah. She could easily get out. I don't think she's injured or anything. She no. just needs a cigarette. Mm-hmm. But everybody gets out except for her and you know the other people who are already dead meat. So the only survivors now are really Chad, Allie, Tucker, and Dale. That's right. it. So, well, you don't need no Chad survives that's at this true. point. You see yeah. the house blow up, yep. and somehow he survives that. Well, he, time. you know he survives because there's still like 20 minutes left in this movie. So, like, well, <laughs> right. clearly someone else is still alive. Could if you, this, he could just end the movie here? But I guess you need to stretch out that premise. So here we go. We're just gonna we're gonna attack the moron. He survives the blast and turns into Two Face. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, they get in the truck and they drive away, but they crash into a tree. Crash, crash immediately in, the, in a really shitty shot, in my opinion, because like it's so smooth when they're driving yeah. and it's supposed to be like bumpy in mm-hmm. the woods, and then they crash into like a tree or something like that, and then yeah. it goes to black, and you know. Yeah, and we don't know what another happened. blackout, and then they come to, and Tucker's like propped against a tree. He tells him. Dale, uh, Chad took Allie. Sorry, Dale. You gotta go like, save her And again. it's like, well, what the fuck did you do? You saw the whole thing. What were you doing, Tucker? Yeah, made my girl. I don't have to do anything. I just want to go fishing. <laughs> so then Tucker tells him his frog catching story. 
And he says they used to compete to see who could catch the most frogs in like a creek. And he used to say he let Dale win. But the truth is, Dale had what it took all the whole time to win. And he's better than he thinks he is. And you know what I was kind of hoping out of this scene? I don't know why. I was kind of hoping it would be revealed that the two of them were brothers. Mm. I don't know why. I, I honestly, I just, I was like, oh, is he going to be like, like, I thought he was going to say something subtle, like when we were kids and mom, blah, 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 blah. You know, oh, like, yeah, yeah. oh, that's nice. That they, I don't know why I cared or something like yeah. that. But anyway, that's what I was hoping for. It didn't happen. Uh, Fuck it. I don't know. It's like, I guess it, if you're invested in the Dale becoming a, a, a better man or a, a stronger man, it, it pays off here with this little speech moment. Yeah. It's a good monologue for Tucker. And it's he's fine. Not, I'm not I'm not against it. I'm just yeah. saying that if for some reason I was hoping that there was a relation. Yeah. You know, it's a nice uh, summation for that, that, that whole subplot for his character. And Tucker's not even dying in that scene. It's just okay. a nice monologue for him. Yeah. Um, Jangers leads Dale to Chad yeah. Alley. And it's this like offshore lumberyard thing. Yeah, it's this weird location. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but like... Chad has Allie tied to like this James Bond like evil. Yeah, yeah. He's twirling his mustache. Yeah, yeah like really this is. the slow moving table towards the the circular. Very saw. snidely whiplash. Uh-huh. Dale like gears up before that. Like Red he gets in his up. own like mm-hmm. Mach one. It's that it's that Ash off. moment where he gets yeah. the chainsaw and he's like ready to really fuck shit up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know the quick shots of everybody gearing up. The Batman shots were mm-hmm. like if he had something appropriate for it, they'd show a shot of. Dale's butt. <laughs> um, it's a little. I think Chad's journey to villain is a, now at this point it's a little contrived. Oh, it's absolutely oh, at this yeah. point. I'm like, what the fuck? Where is this location? He had all this shit, and it's like got a PA system that he knows right. about and knows not, how to work. Not only like, that, so he had a layer this whole time. Not only that, but like, why? Is it, why does he feel the need to kill her right now? Really, it's just because of an inconvenience that's happened in the last 24 hours. It's just like, it's yeah, you wanted to me. be with her. No, because he thought that she fell in love with. Still, why yeah. not just fucking leave? Mm-hmm. No, because he's insane. I guess uh, it's not enough for me. But anyway, he ties her up. And he turns on the the machine, the the saw blade, mm-hmm. and uh, Dale shows up in the nick of time. They have a little fight. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Yeah, he gets him with his nail shoe. He has like a nail, mm-hmm. like yeah. a, a Jim West like knife shoe thing. <laughs> yeah. <going on. laughs> And uh, they fight. Uh, Dale throws an axe, and he accidentally frees Allie. So that's mm-hmm. a bonus. She mm-hmm. gets out. Yeah, he like he looks at himself like I have these powers. And, like, <laughs> yeah, if they were to make a sequel, I feel like he, he'd be like Ash. Like Ash was like a regular dude in the first, mm-hmm. and then he became like Ash. Yeah, in, like mm-hmm. two. So I feel like if they were to make a Tucker and Dale two, Dale would be like superhuman. Um, so anyway. They fight with like a pipe and a chainsaw. The sparks flying. It's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cool it's like duel. Cool. Yeah. yeah, and uh, they they escape. Him and they get a moment. Dale and Ellie to go in another room and find evidence uh, that it's really weird. Yeah, it because just the, happens to be there. Yeah, because exactly what you're doing when there's a murderer's killer in the other right. room is checking out right. the newspapers that are sitting there from fucking decades and, and ago. And then read it. And someone tells me this is like reshoots or just they had the first draft and they're like it's not enough guys. We need how about we expand the Chad character, we do the Memorial Day Massacre backstory and we flesh him out for like a little bit more. Then this will help us pad it up a little, yeah. I guess. Cuz that's it just kind of screams that to me. And uh, they find out that Chad's dad was the actual murderer in the Memorial Day Massacre, so it's his bloodline. Because And it's not even that good, because it's like this guy who kind of looks like Chad. So it's right. like, that's so, like yeah. evidence enough. It, you it know, is It's not. enough for them to say, yo, <laughs> look, that's Chad's dad. Look, you're half hillbilly too. And, and he goes, oh shit, you're right. And he's, oh, his mind's blown, man. No. It ruins him. 
And uh, and that's oh I'm sorry we didn't we didn't set this up earlier but when they do the 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 psychology uh, moderation in the cabin yeah uh, we find out that oh, yeah. Chad can't have chamomile tea because it fucks up his asthma which I thought was funny at first because I thought it was like oh that's just right. a funny little <laughs> joke line like why would you say that right now so I guess like in that respect they disguised this piece of uh, backstory. As yeah. a joke, so that worked, but maybe it was just a, like a little one-off line, and then they were like reshoots. You know what? That chamomile tea. Let's go back to that. It's his weakness. So Dale finds chamomile in this little secret yeah. room, and he like throws it in Chad's face, and that fucks up his asthma. And they're like, "He'll be fine. He just needs his inhaler." But then Chad runs out the window. He yeah. like falls out the window yeah. or something yeah. like that, and he just he that's lands. his death. It's like in Edward Scissorhands, or he just falls but out yeah. the back of the Except window. Except he got stabbed first. That was kind of cool. Well, he deserved it. <laughs> that fucking Anthony Michael. You Hall. slap Winona Ryder in the face, and like you know what, yeah. you deserve to be yeah. stabbed. So the aftermath. Mm-hmm. It's the aftermath. So yeah. Chad's gone. They'd never found the body, and that's why we have that found mm-hmm. footage. And the, the news beginning. shows up, and you're like, well, so that's actually kind of interesting too, because mm-hmm. like the news shows up, and you don't go so far as to see that moment from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because like as soon as all these people are gone, mm-hmm. those two people are dead. Like that yeah. happens. <laughs> we know that as the audience, yeah. those people are gonna die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who cares though? Because we're at the end, and there's no yeah. sequel. So uh, aftermath. Yet, but we know that he's alive still. Mm-hmm. Dale visits Tucker at the hospital and he gives him a, a beer. And uh, it's kind of funny that Tucker has the wrong fingers sewn on his hand. Kind of. I mean, it's one of them's a, a lady's finger. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. the only yeah. thing is that he's got a nail on. So I was like, eh. Yeah. It's okay. Gives Tucker a PBR with a straw. Beer with a straw. 3G1R. If any fans out there. He asks Dale. <laughs> he asks if Dale asked Allie out. And he says, no, he plays it cool for a minute. He goes, I'm just fucking around. We're going to go bowling. Yeah. And they go bowling. And this is, okay, the ending of this movie is really a concern for me. Yeah. <laughs> so not just because uh, Dale buys her a helmet as a gift, like, ha-ha, you hit your head so many fucking times, I'm going to get you a helmet. How would offended would you be if I... Yeah, I'd be pretty I, offended. If <laughs> you're an asshole, dude. And she just kind of laughs it off. I was yeah. like, okay, that's... Yeah, and but not only that, but the worst part is when she goes to bowl... He's talking to some dude, some redneck, who's like his friend. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you what Tucker told me. you got to be like a strong guy, and if there's something in this life that you want, you got to go get it. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to go talk to that girl over there. And we're like, okay, man, good luck. And like, he gives her the helmet, and they kiss, and uh, everything's great, and hunky-dory. But this fucking redneck that we just were introduced to <laughs> fucking clubs this yeah. girl in the back of the head. Caveman style. He cavemans her, and he picks her up, uh-huh. and he carries her. And what does Dale do and Allie do? Even though they experience this, they just look and go, whatever. And they just go back to making out, right and that's back. the end of the movie. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. That's not fucking no. funny to me. What uh-uh. statement are you trying to make? <laughs> that's, like, it's it's a Zucker Brothers move in a movie that does, is not a Zucker Brothers mm-hmm. type comedy okay yes. that's a good way of saying it it's yeah. not you you're saying that this this satir- the satire of this could have been amped up and i agree where the kids could have been dumber they could have been more naive mm-hmm. and these situations could have been more cliched and more deconstruction of, of the horror genre instead we get the kind of like a half measure and it doesn't fit with this ending here no. this, this mm-hmm. tippy ending here no uh, yeah I, I i to me it uh it just felt like it like it had a lot of elements that really worked, but like not on a full scale. Yeah. Like they really should have amped up the satire, in my opinion. Listeners, you heard us. We said several times throughout this that it has laughing out loud. Um, 
And every one of them is a death, pretty much. Or yeah. pain. It's like, you laugh at them. Because there's a couple times where they actually try to make jokes in this movie, and the mm-hmm. attempts at jokes yeah. don't really work like for me. Like, written dialogue. Yeah, jokes. like, the written jokes yeah. don't really work. Like, I read, I had to do some trivia reading. Uh, the beer on the face was an ad lib. Like, it was Alan Tudyk's idea. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, that's clearly Great. not in the script, yeah. but that's a brilliant thing. Mm-hmm. And every other thing after that is pretty much how badly somebody dies mm-hmm. mistaking the situation, you know? So yeah. it's like... There's no, there's not a lot of, like, character flourishes. It's it's a very surface level, like, oh, Dale is, has an inferiority complex. We're just going to express, like, express that and only that because we have a premise to really get across here. It's, it's, it's more story served than character. Yeah. Whereas they, those character moments is just not enough for me. It's not enough flourishes to really flesh them out. Although Tudyk's doing his best just because he's a fucking talented actor. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. He seems like the most 3D out of mm-hmm. all of them. More, way more so than Dale, who's our hero. Yeah, and that's a I problem agree. for me. Mm-hmm. When the supporting guy... I guess it's not always a problem when the supporting guy is more compelling than your main guy. Right. But yeah. That's just how it, that's how it went for me. And I, this is more of Tucker's movie than Dale's, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever though I guess it's not too much of a detriment to the filmmakers it's just uh, but um definitely feels longer than 90 minutes though I agree <laughs> I agree and for yeah. different reasons like it, it just because they're stretching out they, because they're ch- just trying to cram as much of that same premise mm-hmm. down our throats yeah it's it, like this could this this movie exists on the misunderstanding humor where they the teens look and they see something that's not exactly what it is and we laugh and it's those deaths and that's without those it's not much there's not mm-hmm. much going on here no to me this movie would have been and may i don't know the history of this enough but like to me it would have been a really hilarious half hour proof of concept film like mm-hmm. that is probably enough laughs and enough of the premise to really make you like get the point across right. and stretch to 90 minutes not even 90 minutes 89 minutes yeah yeah doesn't do it I feel, you know they did their best with this memorial day massacre like this chad cut i'm calling mm-hmm. it because i really feel like there was there was an hour of a movie and they said we go let's tech on this chad stuff it's a chad cut now and uh i don't need it i don't need it yeah, I don't need any of it. I don't care if, if Chad's setup is the next Jason or Freddy, and, yeah. this, and they want to make a trilogy. I don't care if he's the baddie. He's not interesting enough, you know? But uh, I, oh, I, I know it sounds like I'm shitting on it, but I kind of like this movie. I think it's got some cons. Like I think it's got more pros than cons, though. Uh, if I had to rate it, I'd probably give it like a 7 out of 10. I'd go lower. I'd have to give it like a five and a half, six out of ten. Like okay. it's not, it's not a total failure for me. But it's like, mm-hmm. again, I don't like. I guess I was. It's just too unclear what they're really trying I to think... go for with it. And I was hoping it would become a different movie than it yeah. was as I was mm-hmm. watching it play out. What about you, Katie? Seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, and I, I probably said this before on the show about other movies, but we like the idea of Tucker and Dale versus even more than the product. Mm-hmm. You know that idea of of taking the the misunderstood rednecks that are supposed to be those backwoods hillbilly cannibals, like the wrong turn kind of guy, the killers, and and turns out they're the heroes. Right. It's it's not something that you really we've seen a lot. So mm-hmm. you know, points to the filmmakers for that. Yeah, but uh, the execution maybe leaves a little to be desired. Mm-hmm. That's all. And yeah, it feels it feels more than 87, 88 89. minutes, mm-hmm. eighty nine minutes feels more than that. Uh, feels fatty because fifty minutes in, it's like we get it, yeah. we get what's going on. Here. Yeah. So it's one of those like 
where we've said it before, like some comedies fall apart in the third act because you're just trying to do too much. Like it's like there's not a lot of really funny stuff. The funniest thing in the third act is it's Showtime. <laughs> <laughs> and if I think maybe if Dale and Allie's relationship was a little more compelling, I'd probably would be more invested in just their story. I, hire yeah, somebody definitely. who can actually act as opposed to just being a pretty face and yeah. body. Because Katrina Bowden, like, did, does, she does doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. And Ty, what do you guys think about Tyler Labine in this? What else has he done? I don't. Not I, much. Like, um, wasn't he on like Rise a of the Planet of the Apes? He's like a James Franco's partner in the lab. He mm. did Sons of Tucson. Yeah, that was that he did sitcom that Reaper uh, show that was a yeah. long time ago. So he doesn't get a lot of opportunities. But um, I don't hate him. I didn't no. dislike him. I was just like, I I don't know who you are Same. or like. Yeah. He know. does the, this thing as a performer throughout it where he sometimes I do this where you start a sentence and then do a completely different one. So okay, I've had, like uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, like I went to McDonald's and got a cheeseburger. Yeah, McDonald's cheeseburger. I'm gonna go to lunch later today. Like, <laughs> he did that. At, like, and I like that. That's a nice choice as an act. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It kind of explains his brain how it works a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I kind of I wanted to see if he's like a an idiot savant. In this trivia up thing, like let's see. Yeah, it. let's see yeah. that actually come to fruition a more. Because it's resourceful, you know. It's, well, I guess it does in the chamomile bit because he knows yeah. the allergic. That's where he remembers, back, but yeah. that's when it almost feels like okay. So the idea that he's great at all this trivia and remembers everything is only for this last bit. Mm-hmm. Like that's what makes it contrived to too. Say, it's like mm-hmm. I was about to say, it's almost as if they wrote that just so they can back up that he remembers mm-hmm. the chamomile later in it. Right? Yeah. Whereas it's like, they could they, And there just, could have been a more yeah. organic way for mm-hmm. it. Because nothing about that whole final chunk no. of the movie feels organic. No. Like really? everything up to that point actually kind of works. It's just, you know, it's a little exhaustive. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, once they're in that fucking She's tied up in the circular saw. I'm like, fuck this. I really could have. I really think, yeah, that's a disservice to the character of Dale to not exploit that that the way his brain works, especially Mm -hmm. if he's going to end up with Allie, who's a psychology major, who probably would take a a large investment in how his brain works. Mm -hmm. And instead, it's just like, oh, you're a sweet guy. You know, it's just like more like that. Yeah. It's like, you're not what meets the eye, are you? And I like that. It's Uh, like, well, you're going to find out, I think, in like six months that you don't like that. Yeah. You probably like the chads of the world, but just the more well-adjusted chads of the world, you know? But hey, you know, maybe I'm just being too judgmental. Hey, he got to go bowling with her and kiss her and shrug off somebody clubbing a woman so you know what yeah better than little evil i'll say that sorry eli craig but you're due for another hit and uh maybe tucker and dale too will could be that no i have a feeling like i'm having just watched this i'm like you know what maybe there's people who are much bigger fans of this this is a movie that does not need a sequel this is like like and again it's gonna be the type of thing where like when this sequel eventually does come out it's gonna be like fucking bill and ted three like what's gonna be like Really, we waited all this long for this. <laughs> Do we really want this? And then what we get, we're going to be like, oh, I didn't want that. I actually did not need to wait 20 years for this sequel. The only way they could make a sequel work is if they were to somehow flip a, a certain horror trope on its head again, all over again, with like what they're doing with this movie. Yeah. That dynamic of good and evil. Like, how do you play with that again without mm-hmm. making it just redundant? Yeah. yeah. And it already became redundant right. in this movie. So <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Turns out Jangers is the killer in the next one. There you go. That's I would actually is. like that a lot if Jangers was Jangers. the killer. It's a very, it's more like a, like a, Pujo. it's more like a drama right. as opposed to like this flat out slasher <laughs> horror. It's like, what's happening to our dog? Tucker and Dale versus Jangers. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so that's it for this week. I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Katie Binkley. We will see you at the movies. Thank you.